The Jewish people, the fledgling Jewish nation, is approaching the land of Canaan, poised to enter into it, conquer the land, and turning it into Eretz Yisrael, to the Holy Land, the land of Israel. But there's a little problem. They're at the borders of the country called Moab, and the king of Moab is terrified. And he hires Bilam, a heathen prophet, to curse the Jews. Why was he terrified? So the Torah says, because he saw what we did to the Amori, to the Amorites. And Rashi explains that there were two nations near Moab. One was called Amori, the king of which was Sichon, and then there was the land called Bashan, the king of which was Og. These two kings were very powerful, and they were hired specifically to be an impregnable barrier so that the Jews would not be able to enter the land of Canaan and conquer it. And here, this was their insurance policy, that Moab wouldn't be conquered and Canaan wouldn't be conquered. And here, what happens? Jews handily defeats these two mighty kings and mighty empires, and now they're all vulnerable. So we have these two kings who are outside of the land, who are supposed to protect the land. There's a Kabbalistic work called Megala Amukos, who says that the two kings, Sichon and Og, are also the spiritually negative counterparts of the mitzvah of mezuzah. Why do we apply a mezuzah and affix it to our doorpost? The mezuzah is, a, is, the, is the parchment in which we declare God's unity, and a house that has a mezuzah, a room that has a mezuzah, is a room in which God's presence is pronounced, and that protects us physically and spiritually. So our mezuzah that we place on our doorpost protects us from negative influences entering our home that can cause problems both physically and spiritually. So King Solomon says, God creates this versus that. He, whatever we have in the world of good, we also have a counterpart in the world of negativity. And conversely, whatever is in the world of evil has its counterpart in the world of Kedusha, the world of holiness. So the mezuzah is the spiritual positive force of protection versus Sichan and Og, who were the negative. And he adds a very interesting thing in the world of gematri, of numerology. At the back of a mezuzah, it's customary, not everyone has this custom, but it's a prevalent custom, to write a coded three words. These are the three, three names of God, but written in a way that you can't really read it as God's name because it's for every letter in God's name, it's the next letter. Let's say God's name begins with a Yud. So there the first letter is a Chaf. And the second letter of God's name is a He. So the next letter is a Vav. So you have three names of God, Hashem, Elokeinu, Hashem. And you have three words that are coded forms of God's names. If you add up those coded names, it adds up to 213, which is the numerical value of the words Sichon Ve'og, Sichon and Og. As if to say, and this may be the reason why we put those coded names of God behind the back of the mezuzah, to say that the backside of the mezuzah is the divine energy that allows for the creation of a counterforce to the holy mezuzah, namely Sichon and Og. The Bnei Yisoschar, one of the 
very classic Hasidic works, demonstrates that this, the land that Sichon and Og was, that was captured from Sichon and Og became the dwellings of two and a half tribes, the tribe of Ruvain, Gud, and half of Manasseh. What is that significance? Ruvain, if you add up the words Ruvain and God, if you, I'm sorry, Ruvain and God and Manasseh, these are three of the 12 tribes. Each of the 12 tribes is known to represent and to channel one of God's names, the Yudke Vavke, the Tetragrammaton, which adds up to 26. So if you take 26 and you add it up two and a half times, it gives you 65. 26 plus 26 is 52, and half of 26 is 13. 52 and 13 is 65. That's the exact numerical value of the word mezuzah. So here's another hint to the idea that the people, the tribes, the holy tribes that possessed the land of Sichon and Og, who countered Sichon and Og, are the holy mezuzah in terms of their existence in the land of Israel. They protected that land and expelled the unholy influence of Sichon and, and Og. Now, the B'nai Soscha says that just like we have uh, a mezuzah on a doorpost, there's also a mezuzah in time. And the month of Elul is the mezuzah for the next year. It protects us and prepares us for the next year. But then the question one could ask, we had two mezuzahs, unholy mezuzahs, Sichon and Og. And yet we put one mezuzah on our doorposts. So that suggests that that one mezuzah has two different functions, performs two different functions. What are those two functions? So I found a work, a contemporary Hasidic work called Lachai Roi, who says that the mezuzah has two functions based on a verse in Psalms that God guards us when we go out, when we come back in. In other words, we have two challenges. We have the challenge of maintaining our homes the way we should maintain our homes, keep the spirit of holiness, of peace, tranquility, and goodness in our home. But then we also have the challenge of maintaining the standards that we believe in when we leave our homes. The mezuzah that we affix to our doorpost, a kosher mezuzah, takes care of both of those. Now, when we look at Sichon, Sichon, it says, left his city to attack us. So Sichon represents the force that meets us outside when we are vulnerable. It's the external force and negative mezuzah. Og, on the other hand, the Talmud says, took a mountain and tried to throw it over the Jewish people. The mountain Mount Sinai, which God put above us as a way of embracing us with love and holiness, he was the counterpart of that. He tried to shower and embrace the Jewish people with unholiness, with impurity. So we have two different challenges. We have a challenge of outside and the challenge inside of preserving the integrity of our homes inside. Our mezuzah takes care of both. But I'd like to add another dimension. Sichon, it was called the king of Cheshbon. Cheshbon is cognate to the word machshava, which is thought, ideology. One challenge that we have is that we're confronted with negative ideologies, negative beliefs, values, and ideals. That's what Sichon represents, the threat to our minds, the threat to our belief systems. And by the way, where does this threat become greater and greater? When we're outside. 
and we're vulnerable because we don't have the security of our home and of our community, that's when we're more vulnerable to negative ideas. The golos, the exile mentality that prevails in the world is mostly outside of our homes. But then we have the challenges within our homes and that challenge is more about the practical aspects of Judaism. That's what Og represents. Og challenged us in a place called Edrei. Edrei is related to an Aramaic word which means arm, the hands, the way we do things. So we have two challenges. We have ideological challenges and practical challenges. The ideological challenges are primarily outside of our homes. The practical ideologies are primarily in our homes. Og tries to infiltrate the home to discourage us from Jewish practices. Most Jewish practices, by the way, are performed in the home, not in the synagogue, not in the house of study, but in the home. That's where we keep Shabbos and the Jewish holidays and keep them kosher and the, the, the laws governing family relationships. So most of Judaism is the home and Og tries to counter that. So we have the mezuzah that takes care of both ideology and also the practical aspects of Judaism. If there is a mezuzah in terms of time, as I mentioned before, the month of the year, there's also historical mezuzah. We are now the mezuzah because we are the last generation of exile, as the Rebbe taught us, and we're poised to enter into the state of redemption. We are the mezuzah that makes sure that all the negative influences, that they do not prevent us from entering into the promised land, the land of Israel, physically and spiritually. And that is the role of Mashiach. Mashiach, you could say, if mezuzah could apply also not only to time and to space, but also to personality, Mashiach is that mezuzah that prevents us from being affected by the gullus mentality. And he encourages us to strengthen our belief in the coming of Mashiach, strengthen our belief in redemption and preparing our mindset that we should be in a redemption mindset. And at the same time, Mashiach is also the one who encourages us to fulfill all of the commandments because every mitzvah we do accelerates the redemption. So whether we fulfill the mitzvah of mezuzah literally, which protects us, or the mitzvah of mezuzah in a more general way, this is the means through which we bring an end to Golos and usher in the final redemption.